Hey guys, this is Anna. So before we get today, get on with the show today, let's hear from our sponsor. Hey everybody, this is the Ramblings of a Transgender Christian podcast. I am your host, Anna Hudak. Um, so quick note for those who are watching, you can see I am not in my normal location, and that the lighting is off. Unfortunately, it's been storming all night. It's going to be storming all day. So it is very gloomy outside, and I had to record in my bedroom right next to the window. Um, still not very good lighting, but it is the best I can do, so, and I needed to get this podcast done, so, yeah, just wanted to get that in and out of the way, um, just to explain that for those watching, so, anyway, um, moving on, um, so, yeah, this is the first episode, uh, of our new kind of schedule for, uh, podcast episodes, uh, for those who are listening on Patreon, it's July 8th, for everybody else, uh, July, uh, 15th. So, uh, yeah, um, doing all that, you know, the first, uh, Thursday bonus episode that gets unlocked the next Thursday for everybody else to hear. So, anywho, yeah, I just want to mention that. So, anyway, moving on, let's, uh, let's actually talk about actual things. So, so something I've really been thinking a lot about, um, and, uh, lately is conversion therapy survivors. There's really nothing... If you are a survivor of conversion therapy, like me, for you. Like, there's just nothing, you know? I mean, it's kind of hard, you know, especially because, like, even in the LGBT community, you know, it's just something you just don't talk about, you know? When I look at, you know, like, a lot of these LGBT sites, you know, so I got, like, I just don't really talk about conversion therapy. You know, it's not a, it's just a thing that nobody wants to talk about. Which is harmful, you know, if I'm being honest, you know, like. Like, I wish this was something that the LGBT community did talk about more. Just because, like, I don't know. I mean, first off, it makes me feel very alone in my experiences. Second, you know, like, it's such a serious issue in the LGBT community. It's something that many, many have gone to. But it's just something that everybody just glosses over, really, you know. This is something that you just, it seems like the LGBT community is just all too willing to try to forget, you know? Something that nobody wants to think about that's going on. Which is so harmful for survivors like me, you know? Like, just, it just feels like almost like it's just, you know, just like that one thing you just don't talk about. And, like, people like me, like, I need, like, I needed, you know, a place to talk about it, you know? And I, um... You know, like, the only way I was even able to cope with it was just because, you know, there was no place for me to go was I had to block it out of my memory just to live with myself somewhat, you know? Um, I mean, I remembered everything for years. Now, you know, there's only a few memories that consistently live with me. Not very long ones, thankfully, but just a few memories. And every now and then, you know, some of the memory, other memories do come unlocked, and I do start remembering, you know, other things that happened in conversion therapy. And, you know, I'll spend those few days when I remember them until I'm able to block them out again. Just completely suicidal. Literally no motivation to do anything. You know? Just two horrid, miserable days. You know, several miserable... Sometimes it's more than two, but, you know. Just... I don't know why I said to, but, you know, 
for several horrible days. Just, I just live with those memories. But I force myself to stop thinking about them and they get blocked out again. No, but even the memories I do have, you know, I just force myself to not think about them. And no matter what I do, they just don't want to get blocked, which is unfortunate. You know, and just really nothing, no place I can go, I found to help survivors, not just even me, just other survivors, go to really talk about our experiences, you know, to get help, you know. There's really no therapy out there to help you get over conversion, the scars of conversion therapy, you know. I've I'm, I'm never really found a, you know, just anything, you know, no sites, no groups, or just anything. You know, I don't even know what you would want, you know, um, to help the survivors kind of just talk about their experiences, try to get over everything, you know. And it's just so harmful. Conversion therapy, such a traumatic event in one's life, you know. Um, like, I wasn't raped, you know, or anything, but, like, it is something that is very common, especially for uh, gays and lesbians, especially lesbians, you know, who go through conversion therapy. Um, you know? And it's like, where do they go? You know? Because not only do they have the scars of conversion therapy, but they also have you know, uh, discards of, well, being raped. Do we try to fix, you know, quote-unquote fix them? You know, and it's just something that there, there's really no place, and not only that, you know, there's just really no place in the LGBT community for them to talk about these experiences. I mean, it's just not. I mean, where do you go to talk about it? like, I don't know, like, you know, like, I, like, I don't know what to do. Like, I've been trying, like, I want to do something about it, you know, but so like, I don't even know what to do. Like, what do I do to help other survivors of conversion therapy? I don't really know. I just, I just hate feeling, you know, the just feeling as if you know I am completely alone in my experiences. The and just you know just not feeling like there's really no place in the LGBT community to talk about conversion therapy. You know, and the only time people really are willing to talk about it, you know, is when it gets banned somewhere, which is great, you know. Um, or, you know, cisgender assholes, you know, who say that, you know, if, uh, conversion therapy should be allowed because, you know, think of the uh, gay adults who just want to become straight. There's just not a healthy conversation about conversion therapy anywhere you go.
I, I want to change that. I just don't know how. Especially when I'm just one person and, you know, it doesn't really seem like anybody else is doing it for the most part, you know. And if there is somebody else doing it, I couldn't find them. You know, because I have been searching quite a long time. And, you know, I mean, I had to assume there must be, like, a support group or something like that out there. I, I don't know. Or just too small for, you know, anyone to find, really. Yeah, not even saying a support group. Like, I feel like, I mean, I feel like that's beneficial, you know. Um, and something should be promoted more, but I feel like there's more that we could do. I just don't know what. Especially just hard when there's just no conversation, you know. It's just that one thing you don't talk about in the LGBT community, you know. It's, oh yeah, that, that, that thing. Let's not talk about that, please. And I get it, you know, it's a horrid, horrid thing. I've been through it. Like, it's, it doesn't benefit anyone, you know, to just not talk about it, to not let it be a part of the conversation. It's just frustrating. But yeah, I want to do something. I just don't know what just so damn tired just feeling alone in this and just feeling like I just there's no place to talk about it it's such a burden but yeah okay uh let's uh move on so um what was I gonna talk about? Something I was gonna. I had several topics in mind. The other one just blew my mind. Shit. Okay, I don't know. Um, all right, I, here's what here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna pause recording on this, and then come back once I remember because I genuinely cannot remember what I was gonna talk about. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I have uh, thought about it, and I finally remembered what I wanted to talk about. So. Anywho, um, so yeah, so if you've been, especially if you've been reading my blog for a long time, uh, you know that I like to talk about the same subject a lot. Um, I like to beat the same subject to death. And so we're going to talk about a subject I've talked about many, 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 many times on my blog, on Twitter, and I, and I talked maybe a few times here on the podcast, I don't really remember, I feel like I talked about it at least once. Maybe twice, but definitely many, 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 many times on my blog. And that is uh, LGBT is something in the church. Because <laughs> it is such a serious issue still. How uh, LGBT people are not accepted in the church. You know, I, like for instance, you know, I don't have a church I can go to. You know? Never really had good experiences in the church. 
even before I realized I was trans, you know. Um, you know, the only churches that are uh, LGBT accepting um, in the city is um, three of them. One of them is not even Christian. It's a Unitarian church. And then the other two are liturgical churches. And uh, I just, I'm being honest. The liturgy does nothing for me. Um, the liturgy and me do not mesh well. Look, I understand why uh, lit liturgy uh, appeals to many. Um, it just doesn't... It just... Uh, I don't. I don't do... I just can never get into the liturgy. There's nothing a part of the liturgy that makes... Draws, has ever drawn me closer to God. You know, so the two options, Christian options I have in town, if I want to go to, an, to a trans-accepting church, are liturgical, which, you know... Isn't a style that works with me at all. Um, no part of that that brings me closer. Or just even brings me in the presence of God. It just doesn't work for me. Um, you know? And I've really been thinking about how it's affected me. Not being able to go to church. You know? Like, I'm kind of... I finally kind of hit the point again where, you know, like, I for a while now, I've really, like, I've wanted to be a part of a church. But for for such a long time, like, I did everything I could to convince myself I didn't want to. You know? Always came up with a good reason not to. I was just at a point to say, I just can't pretend. I do want to be a part of one. You know, I want to... Being around other Christians and, uh, you know, uh, being in communion with them. It's just like, I can't. Where do I go? You know, and I'm going to be honest, you know, I've kind of, kind of recognize, come to recognize how it's in many ways harmed my faith, you know. Um, it's like, it just feels like I don't have a place in God's kingdom, you know. It doesn't, I don't have a place in the body of God. You know, like, I'm just not wanted, you know, God doesn't have a use, you know, it makes me feel that, yeah, you know, I just, not only do I feel extraordinarily left out, but it just feels like that there's no place for me in the kingdom if I'm being rejected for just who I am, you know, I didn't ask to be trans, I never did. I didn't choose to be trans. In fact, I did everything I could to not be trans. But here I am. And because of that, I just, there's just no churches to go to, you know? The vast majority of churches are not trans-accepting or just LGBT-accepting in general. And it's really just taught me like, I mean, there's many times where I just wonder, you know, because of it, you know, the fact that the church is so unaccepting. Do you even love me, God? You know, I mean, it's been a struggle I've had my entire life, you know, being trans, you know, like. Do you love me, God? Like, do you hate me for being trans? But now it's more specific, you know, where it's like. Because the church won't even accept me. Well, maybe there's a point to it, you know. Maybe, if, like, I, you know, I kind of wonder at times, maybe they do have a point. 
Maybe being trans is just that evil and wicked. Maybe God does really hate me. Maybe I am just nothing more than a vessel prepared for his wrath. You know, just waiting for the day of judgment because, well, God loved me, you know, and if I, you know, being trans wasn't a sin and if I was worthy to be a part of a church, wouldn't the church be accepting? These are thoughts I, to be honest, have quite often. I know it's wrong. I know that those uh, thoughts I have are wrong, you know, they're not true. I can't help but think them. You know, just hard, you know, like, makes me feel like I just don't have a place, anything I can do to serve God, you know, actively kind of gets in the way of my relationship with God, where it's like, I'm being rejected by your own people, and it makes it hard for me to even want to pray to God, or, you know, just talk to him, or read his word when his own people reject me. And it makes me wonder even if, you know, there's anything to the Christianity thing in many cases. You know? Definitely, definitely, you know, kind of rough to think about. I don't know. It's just really, in many ways, just harmed my relationship, you know? Made me think less of myself. Kind of help, it just pushes me further to kind of go back to thinking of myself as subhuman, you know? I was a, you know, for so many years, I. Thought of myself as a subhuman monster because, well, straight up, that's what everybody told me I was in my life for being trans. And when I see that, you know, just, just no church wants anything to do with me because being trans, it makes me, you know, start kind of having those thoughts again, you know. Maybe I am a subhuman monster. I know those thoughts are wrong. And I do everything I can to fight them off, but... Always just something that just sits there in the back of my head. Just waiting to pounce. You know, no matter how much I put those thoughts down. Just always there. Waiting to come back. You know, so. I don't know. Just. Kind of the thoughts I've been having a lot of lately, you know, especially when, you know, I see every Sunday, you know, um, when I go to my parents, you know, and I do laundry there. Um, right across the street from my parents is a Baptist church. Every Sunday I see the packed parking lot, see the people filing out, sitting there smiling, laughing with each other, just having a good time, you know, just talking. Kids running around at the playground. I just often feel nothing but envy, knowing that, you know, that's not really ever been my church experience except for those few years when 
I was a pastor's kid, you know, this, those few years, you know, and everybody wanted to suck up to me because of that. It really has been my church experience, you know. That family, I guess, you know, I guess you could say that familial feeling, you know. Never really felt like I was a part of a family, period. Any point, you know. My family certainly never felt like a family. I guess that's another problem, you know. Just feeling disconnected from the world. Not really having a family, you know. Like, I still see my parents, but still abusive. They still see me as less fan for being trans, you know. They still, you know, find ways to dig at me for being trans, you know, in unhealthy ways, you know. Like, they still tell me, you know, my dad still views me as, you know, basically subhuman, to be honest. You know, and a lot of me, you know, I want to kind of spend less time with my parents, but they're the only people I have. They're the only family I have, really, if I see. They're the only people that I really get to see in real life. You know, the only people I get to spend time with. Because I don't have a chosen family, really. At least I can see in real life, you know, like I have maybe one person online, but, you know, I don't ever see her. I mean, I would text every now and then, you know times a week, you know, and even then, you know, sometimes when we text, we don't really talk about, you know, we don't really talk much, you know, there's just nobody that else I really have to get to see, you know, spend time with, really, never really knowing what it feels like to be a part of a family, even, you know, God's family, I've really felt part of it, I guess. And it just weighs on you. Not only can you not spend less time with your abusers and people you see you as less fan for being trans, because otherwise you're going to be completely alone and lonely. You know, you don't even have that spiritual family. In fact, you have nothing but bad memories. You just watch them in envy every Sunday. Wishing that you could experience that. Just knowing that there's a good chance you might never. Makes you wonder many times if being a Christian is even worth it. If, you know, you're not even being accepted. There's really no place where you can go to be with other Christians. There's really no place to even talk with other Christians. No, no, we're just... So just thoughts I have regularly. So yeah... That's everything I really got for uh, this episode. So, thank you for listening, everybody. Um, and yeah, um, talk to you next time. Peace.